The temple to the sun god is in ruins. Ruins, ruins, ruins everywhere. That was the life of Lydia also. Her life was in ruins. There was nothing in her life that was to be desired. But then one day she found the true God. She found Jesus Christ and now as a child of the King, she has gone from rags to riches. Stay tuned for the rest of the story. The city of Heropolis, which was founded on this site in the second century BC, differs from all other ancient cities. It was built not on earth or rock, but on solid limestone layers formed by mineral water that flowed for centuries over this raised level plateau. For an area called Pamakali, literally cotton castles, the water comes down, deposits the limestone over the cliffs. It's so massive, so big, and so beautiful. It's probably more than the area of concentrated limestone in Yellowstone National Park. It's huge. But this is also famous for healing. People come from all over the world. They did back in the Bible times. Came from everywhere for healing, for psoriasis, for skin troubles, for internal troubles. It seemed like whatever ailed them, they thought these waters would heal them. People come from all over the world to enjoy the waters here at Heropolis. Feels very good. It's also anciently connected with Laodicea, which I'm told is right over there on the lower level of mountains. But earthquakes, time, apparently it's diverted water, which no longer flows into that area. These pumps were installed many centuries past the third century BC when people actually started living here. The pool is spectacular, the spring gorgeous as the, the bubbles come up from the bottom. I can even see a column, an old colonnade down in the pool. Lydia is a Bible name. Did your family name you for the biblical Lydia? Well, my real name comes from Poland and it's Yasia. But here in Ukrainian, they translated it to Lydia just so it's easier to say. That's very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Tell me about your early life, your childhood, if you don't mind. I grew up in a village city of Chernobyl. My family was separated, so I lived in a boarding school. My dad lived in Poland, and my mother lived in Ukraine. My childhood wasn't easy. 
in America, if you go to boarding school, it means that you have money. But I understand that's just the opposite with what you're saying. So did you have to pay or at boarding school, or did you work, or tell me how that worked out? The government paid for it because my mother was a handicap and was suffering with tuberculosis. So you had difficulties from many levels. Mother, an invalid, and, and father, it was hard to get work, and several children, I guess, in your family? Yes. So as you got a little older, how did you survive and what did you do? My mother died very early. I was only 16 years old. So our father took care of us, but he wasn't making enough to feed three kids. So I had to drop out of seventh grade and start working at a warehouse to support my youngest sister while she was going to school. And then later on, what kind of jobs uh, did you have? I live in the same village. I later got married. We had two children. The man was an alcoholic. I decided to divorce him, and then I lived my life like that. Did religion play a part in your family at all as you were growing up? My mom told me stories about Christ. So that's how the seed of God got planted in me. You say it was a small part. Did you look for God at all, or you were so busy working you didn't have time for God? I prayed. I was always looking for God because life was so hard. Did you attend church? I started going to an Orthodox church in our village. Tell me about those experiences. Did they help you in your life? God did help me, but during that time, I didn't notice it. And when I went to church, I didn't understand much. So our viewers realize or know this, um, they actually do everything in some ancient language, right? So the worshipers really don't know what's happening in many times? I didn't understand anything. Heropolis can mean sacred city, and according to Stephanus of Byzantium, the city was given this name because of the large number of temples it contained. Up to the reign of Augustus, the city was officially described on coins as Heropolis, the city of temples. In the middle of the second century BC, the Seleucans founded the city of Laodicea, just across the valley from Heropolis. It seems unlikely that they would establish a second city in such close proximity to an already existing one. It is reasonable to assume that Heropolis was not in existence until the last quarter of the second century BC. 
Later records are chiefly concerned with a series of earthquakes. The city was devastated by an earthquake which took place in 17 AD during the reign of Tiberius, but the most severe of all the earthquakes occurred in 60 AD during the reign of Nero. The present appearance of the city probably results from the reconstruction after this earthquake. Earthquakes made a drastic change in the temple area here, but the power of God made a mighty change in the life of Lydia. Stay tuned to find out how. As you can see, AWR is frontline mission radio. Our first priority is to travel where missionaries cannot go. We broadcast thousands of hours each day in 70 major languages of the world. AWR has the capability and capacity of blanketing almost 80% of the world's population. Not only do we broadcast via shortwave radio, but our signal is on over 1,000 FM and AM stations around the world as well. Our podcast subscribers, internet users, satellite downlinks are growing rapidly, evidenced by the 100,000 plus emails, letters, and phone calls we receive each and every year. Yes, AWR is your mission radio. No walls and no borders. For AWR, that means change lives and change hearts around the world because God is using the airwaves of AWR to reach people everywhere. The city received the much coveted title of Neocoros from the Emperor Caracalla. This accorded the city certain administrative privileges as well as the right of sanctuary. Apollo, the chief god of Heropolis, was identified with the Phrygian sun god Lerbinus. The many deities and temples in the city included a number of temples to foreign deities, such as the Ephesian god Artemis. Of the purely Greek gods, the most important was Poseidon, who was responsible for earthquakes, and Pluto Hades, the god of the underworld. The importance of these gods can be explained by the frequency of earthquakes in the region and the underground gas and water containing various minerals and compounds, which was a characteristic of the region. It was through these features that Heropolis won fame in ancient times. Various writers of the period dwelt on the interesting phenomenon known as the plutonium. I'm on the temple stairs of the god Apollo. Apollo was known, at least in this area, as the god of the sun. I say at least in this area because in different places and different geographic locations, that tends to change. Tammuz in one area is the god of the sun. In Egypt, Ra, the god of the sun. But in this area, the priest for the god of the sun had a very interesting way to prove that they were really holy, that they were really those sent by the sun god to minister in this temple. They would walk into this location. It's since been walled over because it is a dangerous location. Apparently there are gases. They list it here as plutonium, Pluto, the god of the underworld. The priests would enter into the god of the underworld and they would take with them a caged bird. They would drop down in this area, hold their breath, only people didn't realize that they'd hold their breath for a while and the bird would die because there's toxic gases down there. I'm told that they could even get cows and different animals down there with the priest. And again, the priest knew how to hold his breath and soon the animal would die, but the priest would emerge unscathed, therefore showing that he was truly holy and sent from the sun god. 
something changed in your life. Would you mind sharing that? Yes, my life changed. I started loving people. I wasn't as stressed every day over others. How did that happen? When the USSR fell apart, my husband left to Moscow for work. This was my second husband. Mm -hmm. He bought me a Bible. I started reading it, but a lot of the script didn't make sense to me. Why did he buy you that Bible? We listened to the radio together, and during our younger years, we were both introduced to Christ. So we both grew an interest for it. Was this the AWR program you began listening to on radio? No, this was all mixed Orthodox, Catholic, and so on. It was a big mix of different things, but I just noticed the Word of God as they spoke. So the Holy Spirit was working in your heart? Yes, yes. It did it for my husband, made us extremely happy. Once you had the Bible in your hands, what did it mean to you? What happened in your life? We didn't have a collection. We read the Bible, but we didn't understand it. No one tried to explain it to me, so later I went to a Baptist church to gain more knowledge for better explanations. Talking to God didn't work, and asking questions at church seemed pointless because it seemed like he didn't know the right answer either. I was getting curious why the Bible talk about Saturday, but here we are celebrating Sunday, and I always ask myself that question. So on your own you studied the Bible and you found the question Sunday and Sabbath, so you asked the pastor, that's what happened? Yes, yes, it was like that. The baptized told me that Jesus Christ canceled Saturday. I told them that it couldn't be true. I looked everywhere, there was no way. Tell me more. No. I couldn't. They told me I was incorrect. I went to a different church, but they didn't help me either. My husband and I found Voice of Hope on the radio. I 
and we started listening. And they filled my heart with hope. So you wrote a letter to the AWR studio. Tell me more. We had a return letter. They were asking if they would like to stay in contact. So we start doing homework at home and sending all our questions to them. And what was the answer to the questions? Or was there a main question burning in your heart that was answered? Yes, that's correct. Then they gave us a local Adventist church. But first, a pastor came to our home. He was nice and very direct. We ended up going to that Adventist church, and we actually got baptized there. Various athletic and musical competitions were held in Heropolis, as in other ancient cities. Under the empire, crowds flocked to Olympic, Phrygian, and Actian games, similar to those in Greece. Strangely enough, there is no trace of a stadium in the city, and it is generally thought that the stadium must have been located on the level plain below. Gladiatorial combats and wild beast shows were held in the theater. But Heropolis was not only a center of excursions and entertainment. The city's wealth and importance stemmed from the many and varied industrial establishments to be found there. The inscriptions refer not only to institutions such as the Wool Industry Cooperative, but also to guilds formed by the dyers, fullers, carpet weavers, nail manufacturers, and coppersmiths. These were all associated with fully organized institutions that were also responsible for the care of their members' graves. This was the ancient walkway that goes to the market out in behind me. I'm told in this area even, perhaps the Apostle Paul came because he had arthritis. He may have gone to those pools over there and, and bathed for a while to take care of those old bones. But this area is very famous because of its trade routes, textiles, its marble quarries, and also for its black wool. It's an area that was made popular for the bathing, for, for many things here. One of the favorite things people like about AWR is its stories. We have stories from all over the world. Some of them involve danger. Many of them involve miracles of God, but certainly all of them involve the miracle of changed lives. I've written a little book of some of the favorite stories in the face of death, another radios given by angels, coming to Christ in a Muslim country, these and many other stories. It's simple. Just log on to www.awr.org storybook and you can download your free PDF version of stories from places where missionaries cannot go.
Do it now so you and your family can immediately enjoy these incredible testimonies of changed lives from around the world. So don't wait. Log on now to www.awr.org storybook. Tradition has it that Philip the Apostle lived in this area of Hierapolis. Now we don't know exactly how long or what he did, but again, we do know what he did. He apparently witnessed for his faith in Jesus Christ because up on that hill, he was crucified. We're told that he was actually crucified like the Apostle Peter. Peter, you see, requested that he was not worthy to be crucified like his Lord, so he asked to be crucified upside down. And that's what we're told was the request of Philip. Some people may not realize it, but there are two important people in the New Testament with the name of Philip, not just one. Philip the Evangelist and Philip the Apostle. That's right, they are not the same person. Philip the Evangelist was one of the seven deacons chosen to serve the fledgling church. It was this Philip who baptized the Ethiopian in the river and was then spirited away to another location by the Lord. Jesus found the other Philip in Galilee and said to him, Follow me. He answered that call, and although in temperament he was very close to doubting Thomas, he apparently gained faith and courage to proclaim the gospel with power because tradition holds that through a miraculous healing and his preaching, Philip converted the wife of the proconsul of the city. This enraged the proconsul, and he had Philip and his companions tortured. Philip and Bartholomew were then crucified upside down, and Philip preached from his cross. As a result of his preaching, the crowd released Bartholomew from his cross, but Philip insisted that they not release him, and he died on the cross. His remains were later placed in Constantinople, where they were transported to Cyprus after the conquest of the city in 1204. Finally, in 1219, there was a devastating earthquake and Heropolis was never reconstructed. It was gradually abandoned. So God led you step by step from a little girl to, to think about God, to one church, then another church, and really another church, and finally the AWR program, and now you're a happy person and are baptized. Is that a good summation? Yes, of course. I'm very happy, and I want people to find Him like I found God. If your heart is leading to Him, follow your heart. Don't just look at what people are doing. Find your own answers in the Bible. This is the church that we were always looking for. We found our church. It brought joy to my heart. Do you tell anybody else about Jesus Christ? Do you share that? And do you share AWR with anyone? Of course, you can't keep this feeling in. Your mind wants to tell everyone. 
right now you have an opportunity to tell people, perhaps in many, many places, that are going through the things you went through, that aren't finding happiness, that aren't finding a relationship. What would you tell them right now? My advice is to keep walking forward because the devil won't let you save your soul. But keep pushing and God will open the door and quiet you in. Lydia, it seems like you've had a very hard life, but God has brought you tremendous happiness. Do you look forward to going home? Of course, I don't keep my treasures here in Earth. Because I was always poor, but I hold all my treasures in Heaven. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate it so much. Look forward to being with you in Heaven. Thank you, because He can see all this and He knows everything. And I'm glad I've got to talk with you now before before we get to heaven. Thank you. I'm very glad. In the book of Revelation, the letter to the church of Laodicea, which is not far from here, described the people as thinking they were very wealthy. They were increased in goods. But it also says that they were very poor spiritually. The message of that letter to Laodicea was counseling them to buy gold tried in fire and white clothes to wear. In our story today, Lydia was very poor. She described to us how they lived out in the country on a farm, how difficult their life was. Her mother was an invalid. It was hard to make a living from doing that farm work. But over time, after much search, she discovered the Voice of Hope radio. And on that, from that program, she began to find the answers to her questions. Questions like, how did the Sabbath change to Sunday? And many other questions that she had. When she heard these things, she became so happy that uh, she had found the truth in Jesus Christ. But do you remember at the very end of the interview, Jim referred to how poor she had been and she almost interrupted him and she said, no, I'm not poor, I am very rich. I have in Jesus Christ wealth and righteousness. Lydia represents those who have followed the counsel to the Laodiceans. The gold refined in fire represents her spiritual riches and the white cloth, the white clothes represent Jesus' righteousness. We'd love to have you join AWR in this wonderful work of bringing people to Jesus Christ. The radio waves of AWR are truly making waves around the world. If you'd like to join this ministry, give us a call, 1-866-503-3531. Or you can write us at 12501 Old Columbia Pike, Silver Spring, Maryland, 20904. Or you can write us at www.awr.org. Thank you for watching and please join us again for another exciting gospel adventure because around the world, AWR is making waves. Mm -hmm.